This is episode number 947 with Jim Quick. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Margaret Fuller said, today a reader, tomorrow a leader. And Frederick Douglass said, once you learn to read, you will be forever free. Welcome to this special episode with my friend and master on all things upgrading the brain, learning things faster, memory, and becoming limitless, Jim Quick. He is an entrepreneur and a massively successful business coach. He's the founder and CEO of Quick Learning, which is an online brain training and learning firm. Now, he suffered a brain injury at the age of five, which led him to his slow brain performance and left him struggling in school, just like myself. And as the years wore on, he undertook a journey to learn about his brain, why it was broken, and what he could do to fix it. And that journey has led him to discovering different learning habits, including accelerated learning systems and tactics. And he spent years training his brain for speed reading and memory improvement in companies like SpaceX, Virgin, owned by billionaire geniuses like Richard Branson and Elon Musk, have trained with him, along with many celebrities, actors, leaders in the world. And he's got a brand new book that's teaching you all this stuff called Limitless, Upgrade Your Brain, Learn Anything Faster, and Unlock Your Exceptional Life. You can get it right now. And in this interview, we talk about the three important questions we should ask ourselves every day. What it was like to be known as the boy with the broken brain and how that shaped his future success. How to turn your passion into your purpose. The importance of reading every day and techniques you can use to become a faster reader now, what it takes to truly master a skill, his unique formula for motivation, you're going to love this part, and so much more. I'm so excited about this. The last time I had Jim on, the episode blew up all over the internet. So make sure to share this with a friend, lewishouse.com slash 947 right now. And let me know what you think over on your Instagram story. Just tag me at lewishouse and tag Jim Quick as you're listening to this and share your thoughts on what you enjoyed the most. All right, I'm so excited about this one. Without further ado, let's dive into this episode with the one and only Jim Quick. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and can't get a hold of anyone if you only had a Discover card. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, 
you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So listen, we all know life is full of yada yada, like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print. And I know you've dealt with yada yada before, like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else. And yes, it is possible to outsmart yada yada, like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is already included, but you don't take yada yada in life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. When you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there too. Too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Welcome back everyone to the School Greatest Podcast. We've got the inspirational Jim Quick in the house. My man, good to see you. Very excited. We had you on five years ago, we found out it was, when we did a video interview, one of my first video interviews, back at your other place in Hollywood Hills with all the Marvel comic stuff and Hulk uh, and yeah, all these big uh, action figures you have. And you have been impacting so many people's lives over years, decades. You've been working with massive celebrities, massive CEOs, helping them become limitless in their mind, helping them really capitalize on the tool, the technology that we all have, which is our brain, to remembering things more, learning things faster, accelerating all these things in our lives so that we can maximize the impact we have in our businesses, our careers, our relationships, everything. And I'm so excited you're here. I've been telling you to do a book yes. for five, six, seven years now. You finally got it out. It's called Limitless. Make sure you check this out. Upgrade your brain, learn anything faster, and unlock your uh, exceptional life. This is going to be amazing. And it's really like three books in one. Um, and there was a model that you give that I think we should start with. Yeah. There's a method that you give 
or a model for how to become limitless. And if we don't follow this model, then something's gonna be broken in our life, isn't that right? Yeah, does this model really is a framework for learning anything faster? So for people who are listening and watching and they wanna learn a language, they wanna learn Mandarin, music, martial arts, management, marketing, anything, math, any anything. skill. I think if there's one skill to master in the 21st century, it's our ability to learn faster. Like if there was a genie and a genie could grant you any one wish, but only one wish, what would you wish for? If it was only one wish, what would you wish for? It, you know, most people would say money or this or that, but you think learning is the, is I, the key? I mean, I think a lot of people I think being for, the matrix, like downloading the matrix, yeah. it's where I could learn jujitsu in a second. Exactly. If I could learn a language in yeah. a second, if I like, could have this skill. So I think the, the hack a lot of people would do is if it was any one wish, they would wish for more wishes, right? right? Exactly. It would for infinite wishes. So the equivalent, if I was your learning genie and I could grant you any one wish to learn any subject or any skill, just like become a master at it, the equivalent, what's the equivalent of the answer of asking for infinite wishes? It would be learning how to learn. Mm. Because if you can learn how to learn, the world is yours, especially today. Because nobody who's listening and watching gets paid for their brute strength, it's their brain strength. It's not your muscle power, it's completely your mind power. And the challenge is your brain doesn't come with an owner's manual, it's not user-friendly, and that's the reason why I wrote this book. But the limitless model is an explanatory schema, a framework for learning anything faster, and not only that, but really for accessing our human potential. Because I think if there's one infinite, limitless resource on planet Earth, it's human capability. Mm. There's no limit on our determination, there's no, no limit to our imagination, there's no known limit to our creativity and yet we're not shown how to be able to access that. And so this framework is a three-part framework. And what I would offer everyone to do is, I love to turn this into a, like a little masterclass, okay. make it really engaging. And so don't listen passively, because we don't learn through, the human brain doesn't learn through consumption, it learns through creation and creativity and getting involved in things. And I know a lot of us learn faster when we actually roll up our sleeves and do it. So I would mm -hmm. encourage everybody as they're working out or cleaning the house or whatever they're doing at the same time, to try to get involved in this. Mm -hmm. Well, I think over. as an athlete, I can speak to that because for me in school, it was really hard to remember or learn things because I didn't feel like I was participating in a way that worked for me. But as an athlete playing basketball, yeah. when a coach would tell me, okay, I want you to watch this uh, video and then automatically shoot in a certain way with your hand positioned this way and follow through this way, just by watching a video and not actually implementing and practicing it, he would take me out on the court and we would practice it and do it over and over again and he would correct me and mm. I would learn through muscle memory as opposed to just watching something and then thinking I can do it without actually practicing. Right. So putting it into practice quickly for me is how I learned mm. sports and it's how I try to apply it in other areas of my life as opposed to just I'm going to learn and then okay I know it. I feel like I need to work in it. I feel you. Get dirty, you know what I mean? I do. I do. I think a lot of people this is the thing. It's not how smart you are. It's it's not literally not how like how smart you are, it's how are you smart. It's not how smart you are, or how smart your kids are, or how smart your business partner is. It's how are they smart, What's or the how are you smart. What's the difference? So you are smart through experiential learning. Mm. Like in the book we oh, talk how about- how are you smart, gotcha. Exactly, yeah. it's not how smart somebody is, like their IQ or their intelligence, it's how are they smart. And it's always context dependent. And so some people mm. learn, we talk about learning styles in the book, it's like, it, 
Have you ever been interested, just like you were saying, you're interested in a topic, but you're not getting it? Because yeah. sometimes the way you prefer to learn is different than the way the teacher prefers to teach. And mm -hmm. it's like you're two ships in the night and you pass each other and you don't even realize there's no connection. You don't even realize the other one is there mm. and it feels uncomfortable. Like if I asked everybody as an exercise to take out a piece of paper, I encourage everyone to take notes because I'm going to drop a lot of like practical methods. Uh, when you're taking, if you were to write your name first and last on a piece of paper, actually you could do it right now, sure. first and last. And everyone encourages you to just to do this. Or imagine you're writing your name first and last mm -hmm. on a piece of paper. And then when you're done, I want you to switch hands. And oh, in your man. opposite hand, right name. below it, write your first and last <laughs> name with your opposite hand. I don't even know hand. if it take me 10 minutes. And so, so while bad. people are doing it, you'll notice when you're doing it with the opposite hand, as we're doing it, that's actually pretty good. That yeah. if I was to ask you which one is the which one was easier first or second and you would say the first was easier, mm -hmm. which one is is uh, more comfortable first or last? The first one. The first one. So not only was it faster, it was easier, and then which one was higher quality? Let's check that out. This the, the first one. The, the first hopefully, one. Hopefully the sure. first one's higher quality also yes. as well. And so here's the thing. That means the second time it took longer. The second time it also was not as comfortable no. and the second time also the quality wasn't quite as good Correct. and here's the thing when i'm saying it's how you learn some people are trying to learn something with the opposite hand so mm. it takes longer it feels weird and the quality is not quite as good as opposed to if you're using your dominant hand so how do we know how to learn with our dominant hand as opposed to the opposite hand yeah and that's a metaphor for how we like to take yeah. in information some people like to learn by reading some people, they just cannot get through a book, though. They have to listen to that audio mm -hmm. or that podcast. Other people... Or watch someone to... lecturing it or talking exactly. about it. Exactly. Yeah. And so we all have different styles, and it's not right or wrong. Now, we can actually improve our ability to read. We actually can improve our ability to listen and apply. So if there are areas where we feel weak, you know, this book is a guide a guidebook to be able to level up those areas mm. so you can be more of a whole brain learner also as well. But really when it comes to accelerated learning, it's not, again, how smart you are, it's how are you smart. And mm. that honors us and it takes the judgment out. Sometimes in school, it's like the top 10% get A's, another 10% get B's, and then 80% were like you and I. It's like right. it's like we're it's, it's like we're failing school as opposed to the way school maybe is failing uh -huh. us because school teaches you what to learn, what to focus on, what to think, what to remember, but not how to learn mm -hmm. and how to think. Well, it teaches you how, how to, to think and learn in one way. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And when, when I talk about in the book, I talk about the the, the four supervillains that are holding you back in your work, in your schooling, in your life is driven by technology, but one of them is digital deduction, where we're, where we're depending on technology to tell us what to think. We're not even using the children right now. They're finding that their reasoning abilities, their ability to analyze critical thinking is not as sharp as mm. where it should be because, because of technology, because technology is doing the thinking for us. And our mind, I'm gonna say this repeatedly, is like a muscle, it's use it or lose it. Mm. And just like when you go, you have a your personal trainer to make your muscles stronger, more energized, more flexible, more pliable, um, you know, more, you want your mental muscles to be stronger, more energized, more pliable, more, more flexible. Yeah, of course. And so many people refer to me as a brain coach because what I do is I, I train your brain because I think we're in the millennium of the mind. I mean, it's really about mental fitness, our ability to adapt, our ability <clears throat> to think, our ability to solve problems. And this really is everything. When people see me wearing brain shirts, 
all the time or pointing to my brain, the reason why I do that is because what you see, you take care of. You see your hair, you take care of your hair. You see your skin, you take care of your skin. You see your clothing, you take care of your clothing. You don't see your brain. Exactly. And that controls everything. And so when I point to the brain or honor with their shirts, just like people have their emotions on their sleeve, you know, I have my brain on my chest right. because I want to put it forefront <clears throat> to remind people to love their brain, mm. to care for their brain. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, that's why a lot of people, uh, doctors and nutritionists are talking about gut health. It's like we can't see it, but yeah. we can start to feel rashes or we can start to feel the effects of it. I think it's also heart health is a big thing right now. It's just it's like the emotional health, mm -hmm. self-care, self-love, you know, mental health and, and emotional health kind of tied together. And I love your work because you bring that to, to mm -hmm. everybody, to the world. And it's all connected. I talk about it in the book, you know, there's this heart intelligence and also your, your gut, as you mentioned, a lot of people call it your second brain. Mm. It's the second highest concentration of, of, of nerve cells. Really? And so, and, it, there's, and it's connected too. And, and sometimes and your, what you eat affects what, how you think. Mm. We know that because of the guests of we've had on our shows and everything else that when you eat junk food, which is not, it's not really a thing. There's junk and then there's, there's food. <laughs> there's sugar and then there's food. Exactly. Yeah. And what you eat matters, especially for your gray matter. I remember in our yeah. previous episode we did years ago, I showed people how to memorize the brain foods and, and all of the best neuroprotectants. It's an area of neuronutrition. It's really fascinating that your brain has different nutritional requirements than, than the, rest of, mm. the rest of your body. But I'm um, going back to the limitless model. Yep. There are three <clears throat> keys to reaching your goals. And this is my distinction here because originally, I remember years ago when you prompted me to write this book, you're like, mm -hmm. Jim, you know, it's been, you know, over two decades. <laughs> you, you gotta you, do something. You put something in this book. And um, so because, you know, all fundamentally I'm a reading teacher. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, if somebody has decades, why well, I love reading, if somebody has decades of experience and they put it into a book like you, and all of a sudden people can read that book in a few days. They could download decades in the days, mm -hmm. and readers are leaders. We know that. Reading is to your mind what exercises your body. It's mm -hmm. the best mental fitness. And so the limitless model as an exercise, what I want everyone to do, so it's not hypothetical, because in part of the book, I demystify the, three, the seven lies of learning. There are seven lies that hold you back to learning, and one of them is knowledge is power. We hear that all the time. I've even said it also as well. But when we think about it, is it really true? Right, is knowledge, just knowing something give you power. No, not unless you act on it, not mm -hmm. unless you apply it. So yeah. knowledge times action equals, equals power. And so I would encourage everybody as you're listening to this to take immediate action. And there are three questions I want you to ask as you're listening to this episode to make it very valuable. And I would encourage you to write these down. Three master questions. Um, you know, we were talking about some of the um, famous actors that I work on mm -hmm. before we started filming. And uh, we're, you know, Will Smith did the cover endorsement of the book that says, you know, Jim Quick, you know, it gets the maximum out of me as a human being. I've learned so much from this this man, just being around mm. so many around around clients. Yeah. And what did you learn from Will? So one one of the things is this this idea of. We were in uh, Toronto, and I help actors speed read scripts, help them to memorize their lines faster. I mean, you imagine like 30 pages of scripts. There's a lot of information. I can't remember lines. a sentence. There's a lot, right? <laughs> and it, it, some of them have their strategies. And, and and no matter how great somebody is, you know this because you study. You make you know your life about studying and researching greatness. Mm -hmm. It's they always know there's another level, yes. and they get really good at the fundamentals and the basics. But one of the things when we're when we're there, we spent the day together, and it was winter time in Toronto. They were filming from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m., which can you imagine? Like so hard, like Overnight. at nighttime. That, that's very difficult. But during the day, I, I went. We went through an exercise, and I believe 
So in there, I talk about how we have 50 to 70,000 thoughts a day, right? And these thoughts are controlling our lives. And a lot of those thoughts are questions that we ask ourselves. You know, thinking is that process of asking and answering questions. Mm -hmm. And if people are asking, is that true? Notice you had to ask a question to define if it's true or right, not, right? right? And there's certain questions we ask more than any other question. Like what? So, so here's the thing. I talk about dominant questions, that you have one, two, three questions that you ask a lot of, and I want everyone to think about what your dominant questions are, including mm. you, and I'll give you okay. a couple of examples to get you started. So for example, I t uh, one of my friends, we went through this exercise of, of meditating and, and writing journaling down, we found out her dominant question is, how do I get people to like me? How do mm. I get people to like me? Now she asked that question all the time, and you don't know anything about her. You don't know her age, you don't know her background, you don't know what she does for a living, you don't know what she looks like, you don't know where she lives, you don't know anything about her, but you know a lot about her. If you asked yourself, how do I get people to like me hundreds of times a day? What, what's her personality? What's her personality going to be like? What's her life going to be? Well, I guess it could be either side of the spectrum. She could be super outgoing and super adventurous to try to get people to be more attracted to her. Or yeah. she could be super shy and introverted because she's so worried about what people think about her. Yeah. So that's the first thing I thought of, but I'm yeah. not sure if that's true. And it's absolutely true. She actually does both of those things. Really? I mean, if you ask yourself, how do I get people to like me, then what are you doing? You're people pleasing all yeah, the time. You're, you're a sycophant, mm -hmm. um, just- uh, Saying you know, yes to everything. Yeah, you people take advantage of you because you're martyring yourself because mm -hmm. they're always trying to, you know, they're making themselves less than, or uh, or their personality is never consistent because their personality changes. The chameleon, the, the exactly. change for people. Exactly, yeah. and you know all that about her and you only know one question she asks herself, yeah. and that's one of her dominant questions. I would, I would offer everybody who's listening to this, what do you think your dominant question is? Because questions are the answer. You know this from the work mm -hmm. that you do in, in high performance and, and greatness, that the questions you ask determine what you focus on. You have part of your brain called the reticular activating system, RAS for short, and it's your filtering system. So at any given time, there's a billion stimuli that we could be paying attention to. And primarily, your brain is a deletion device. It's trying to keep information mm -hmm. out. Otherwise, you would go crazy, right, if you paid yeah. attention to everything. <laughs> yeah. So what gets in? So for example, years ago, my, my little sister, started sending me emails and postcards and pictures and photographs of a very specific kind of dog. It was a, a pug dog. You know those Cute little, little dogs, exactly. like men in black dog, right? Yes, exactly, very smushy faces, they're very compliant, you could dress them up as ballerinas and they don't, <laughs> they don't care. And, and she starts, and I didn't know why, so my question was like, why is she sending me these pictures all the time? That became a, quite a dominant question of the day. And then uh, I realized her birthday was coming up. So she's, mm. she's a smart marketer, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Planting those seeds. And here's the magic though, I started seeing pug dogs Luke, everywhere. everywhere. I would go to the grocery store, I'd be checking out, and I swear to you, a woman's carrying a pug dog at the register. I would be running and jogging in my neighborhood and somebody's walking six pug dogs. Wow. Now my question for everybody is, where, where, where did these pug dogs magically appear all of a sudden in the world? No, they were always there, but they were not, I wasn't paying attention to them because mm -hmm. they weren't important because I wasn't asking that question. Once you ask a question, you start to pay attention to those things and that focus determines how you feel, yeah. determines your behavior. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. 
So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. They say plants like music. Yeah, no, like really, they they respond to the vibrations of it, which means that this playlist you're listening to, the plants are too. You know what else plants like? Organic soil from miracle Grow. It's made with all the best stuff like wood fiber and compost. Plus, it's OMRI certified organic, which officially means it's made with superior ingredients. And when you give your plants the stuff that makes them happy, they won't judge you on your iffy playlist. Hear that, plants? So go ahead and give them miracle Grow. And primarily, it's so interesting. It's kind of like social media. There's an algorithm to your mind, like Mm. there's an algorithm to Facebook and Instagram, that what you engage with the most, you like and you share, you comment, you start seeing more of those kind of things, right? And so just like your mind, what you start engaging with, if you start watching all this news about fear and all the things that are going on, you start paying attention and your mind just starts focusing automatically. It becomes a a reaction, a a reflex. And you start to attract more of the fear and anxiety or worry that's in the world. It's being posted. Very much so. You so start I, to subscribe to whatever that is to receive more of it. Exactly. you're thinking about so it. So yeah. just like on social media, if you start just liking all the cat stuff and everything else, they'll just start feeding you cat stuff. Right. And same thing with negativity and same thing with opportunity mm-hmm. also as well. So the questions make a difference. So questions are the answer. What are the two questions you've been, that are dominant in your mind yeah. over the last five years the most? Yeah. So... For learning, because I grew up with the broken brain, many mm-hmm. people know my my story from the last episode. When they see me do these demonstrations at Summit Series or it's, uh, you know events, you and I have remembering just, a thousand per people's names, right? In all, ten minutes, and all, all of that kind of stuff. stuff. Yeah. I say that I don't do this to impress you. I do this to express to you what's possible. Because the truth is, we could all do that and a whole lot more. Yeah. We just weren't taught. Yeah. If anything, we're taught a lie that somehow our intelligence is fixed, like our shoe size. But I do it as a demonstration because I grew up with learning difficulties, right? Mm -hmm. I had my brain injury when I was five. I fell, had a very bad fall when I was in kindergarten, um, rushed to the hospital. Before I was curious and very energized, my parents would say, but then I became very shut down. And my superpower growing up was being invisible. It was shrinking because I didn't want the spotlight. I didn't want to be called on. So I was literally physiologically, I was always trying to look smaller to protect myself so teachers wouldn't call on me or I wouldn't be bullied or something like that. And I would do that as well, except for I was just a giant in the class. So right, I right. Do that. So I, was I always picked on. So for me, I would actually be sitting behind you, and I would, I would, I would be guaranteed no one would be exactly. able to see me. But going back to my, my question, my question became all the time, first of all, when I was nine years old, I was slowing the class down, and a teacher pointed to me and said, that's the boy with the broken brain. Mm. And that label became my limit. And so we have, they think about when you're listening to this, what are the labels that we put on ourselves? 
It's like we're not born. We're born with a blank slate, right? But through experience, through expectations of other people, um, through our environment, we learned that we are limited. Yeah. And the good news is we can unlearn it. And yeah. that's, that's, that's the point of the book. But because I was in the broken state, I would always ask myself, you know, you know why, am I, why, why am I broken? Why am I the stupid one? And I started getting answers of why I'm so stupid, right? And I would, every time I did badly on a test, I would be like, oh, because I have the broken brain. Right. If I was in pick in sports, I'd be like, oh, because I'm the broken one. And that became my self-talk. Adults have to be very careful with their external words because they become a child's internal words. But mm. later I mm. started to get so frustrated. I started asking, getting curious. And when you're curious, you start to ask different questions. I was like, why, why is that person so why, why are, they, are they so smart? And how come I'm studying three times harder and getting mm -hmm. less grades than, than them, right. right? And I started getting answers. My primary question started, my dominant question ended up being like, how do I make this better? But the three questions that I focus on, and uh, let me tell you first what Will's is, Will Smith's, one of his dominant questions when we went through this exercise is, how do I make this moment even more magical? Mm. How do I make this moment even more magical? It used to be you mean how do every I make moment or like an acting this moment, this any, no, every, every moment, any moment. Wow. like and and it shows up right in his in his life because later that night when we're filming it was like two o'clock in the morning and his family we're all outside for the superhero movie that many people know of and it was, it was really cold because it was in Toronto and it was it was winter time and we're all just waiting. And just waiting and waiting and waiting because people think that and you meet all these people all the time on your show mm -hmm. and, and you, they think it's so glamorous no, they're just up and wait exactly yeah. and, I, and i asked him this question because i believe genius leaves clues i was like you know how do you how do you prepare how do you get ready when the director you're just sitting here for hours and then the director calls him how do you get ready and he was like jim i don't have to get ready I stay ready, <laughs> and line. I'm like, wow, that's it's good to be Will Smith. <laughs> it's hard to stay ready for six hours. Yeah, of exactly. Though. But that's just who he is. Because mm. I believe the life you live are the lessons you teach. Mm. The life you live mm -hmm. are the lessons you teach others. Yeah. But going back to his dominant question, his family was there also at the same time visiting the set, and um, you know, from West Philly, you know, you know, you know the song. Yes. And we're all outside and shivering. And when he wasn't shooting, he would he would bring us blankets. He would make hot chocolate and bring it to us. He would crack jokes. He would live that that dominant question because the life he lives, he like, how do I make this moment even more magical? Now, you, before it was like, how do I make this moment magical? Then we, we played with it like even more magical, mm. presuming it is already magical right. and amazing. And so these questions we ask are very important. Now there are three questions when I said there's turning knowledge into power that I want everyone to obsess about. I mean, this will make you a master. Okay. And if you get it, this is it. Three questions to turn knowledge into power because knowledge alone is potential power. Number one, how can I use this? When you're listening to this podcast moving forward, uh, every time you listen to it, I want you to ask yourself, how can I use this? Get obsessed about this, mm -hmm. like even write it down. And this is where your mind can be very creative because in here I teach a power of uh, note taking because people don't realize this. When you listen to a podcast or you go to you know, a summit or an event or have a great conversation with somebody, within two days, 80% of it is gone. Mm. We forget it. They call it the forgetting curve. And one of the ways to retain it is to by taking notes, exactly what you're doing. Yeah. Now, I encourage people to take notes a very specific way, is to take put a line right down the page. Okay. And on the left side of the page, I want you to take notes. And on the right side, I want you to make notes. So on the left side of the page, you're taking notes. You're, 
You're so capturing, lists, the right, you're capturing quotes, information. Uh, yeah. You're like, this is how Jim remembers his name. This is how Jim reads a, you know, a book a day or whatever it is. So you're on the left side, you're capturing, but on the right side, you're creating. Now that's a subtle difference. On the left side, you're note taking. On the right side, you're note making. Mm -hmm. What's the difference? Again, on the left side, you're taking notes. You're writing down the quotes and the strategies, the processes. But on your right side, what you're doing, the right side creativity, instead of your mind being distracted when you're listening, have it be distracted on focused on how can I use this? On the right side is where you're writing your impressions of what you're learning. How can I use this? Another mm -hmm. great question, second dominant question I would ask is not only how can I use it, because you come up with all these answers, just like I see, you start seeing pug dogs everywhere. It's like, oh, this is how I could use this in my relationship. This is how I could use it you know, in my career. Second question I would ask is why must I use this? Why must I use this? You know, We know uh, one of the uh, people that endorsed my book, he's on your show, is Simon Sinek. Mm, and right you know, one of my favorite books. I'm going to mention a lot of books, including your own. Start with you know, his is start with why, yeah. right? And so, why must I use this? So once you have all these ideas of how can I not use this, why must I use this? Because if you don't have the reasons, you won't get the results. Right. You won't Re care enough about it. Exactly. Yeah. Reasons reap results. I'm going to give a lot of people a lot of quickisms here, because it goes from your head to your heart to your hands. You could affirm things in your head all day, set goals in your head all day, but if you're not acting with your hands, you're procrastinating, putting things off, check in with your second age, which is your heart, which are the emotions, right? Because we are mm. not logical, we are biological. Dopamine, mm. oxytocin, serotonin, That's endorphins, these, this chemical soup drives us to act. Just like people don't buy logically, they don't fall in love logically, they do these things emotionally. So find your emotions. And in this book, we do, we really, uncover and I decode motivation. Mm. Not motivation getting hyped up and dancing on chairs and then the next day not changing. We figured out this formula of sustainable motivation mm. in, in this book. But the second question is, go back to why must I use this? Because if you don't have the why, you won't do the what. Mm -hmm. And then finally, the third question. First question, how can I use this? Write all the answers down, think about that. Second question, why must I use it? Gives you the energy and the fuel and the drive to do it. And finally, when will I use this? Mm -hmm. When will I use this? Because we know that one of the most important performance productivity tools that we have is our calendar. Yeah. Right? If it's not in our calendar, we it just get doesn't it done. get done. Yeah. How many people will go, you put doctor's appointments there, you put you know, PTA meetings, you put meetings with your investor there, but are you, are you scheduling your, real, your workout? Are you scheduling your meditation time? Mm -hmm. Are you scheduling your journal or your white space just so you can be a creative thinker? And if we don't write it down, it comes at the end and then you just, you know, you never get to yeah. it. And so those are the three dominant questions that you wanna ask to take knowledge and turn them into power. Wow. So as you're going through this, ask those questions, you'll get better answers and you'll learn it deeper. It'll deepen into your nervous system so much more. What are the and what are the two questions you ask yourself beyond this that have been dominant yeah. in the last few years for you? So I would say- um, Personally. Personally, okay. Okay, so these are, this is yeah, interesting. Yeah. In the book, for the first time, I re really reveal like one of my kryptonites. Gro growing up, I had my two challenges, um, which were learning and public speaking, uh -huh. because I was always shrinking. If I was called to do a book report, like I would, I would get nauseous. Like I, I would, I would, my heart would be down in my chest. I'd be perspiring, and I would just lie and just say I didn't do the book report, yeah, yeah. even if I spent weeks on it. And so it's interesting that learning and public speaking were my 
challenges. But now because, you're a master of public speaking. You speak because in front that's of what I. That's what I do. And so it's interesting. The, the universe has a sense of humor because <laughs> all I do is public speak yes. on this thing called learning. Um, one of the things that I reveal in the book is one of my challenges, as you've known for 10 years, yeah. has been sleep. And uh, for, You sleep like two hours a night on average. For the first five years of those 10 years, it was, it was about 90 minutes to two hours, very interrupted, not even solid. And I later found out I got diagnosed. I did a sleep study because I was misdiagnosed, but I, got, I did a thorough overnight study and I have very severe sleep apnea, mm -hmm. um, which means I stop breathing over 210 times a night. And each time is at least 10 seconds. What is sleep apnea caused by? So sleep apnea for me, it's obstructive sleep apnea. And so- Physical, it was, it not was mental or No, my mind, or... I've meditated for more than half of my life. So I fall asleep within four minutes. Wow, like very, so you can fall asleep quick. Yeah, you like, can't stay like asleep. I don't ruminate. I'm not thinking about things. because I have Anxiety or worry. No, because I've, you and, as you and I have, you we've done the practice, that, yeah. right? So I can fall asleep fine, but what happens is the airway gets shut down and so I had a surgery five years into it um, after I was diagnosed. I, I yeah. realized, yeah. And it, was, it helped it was, a little bit, I think you said. It, like, did, it, did, it did, it did. It was. It made a marked difference. You know, it took me up to about four hours, right. and um, which is not a lot, but it was a big difference for me. You know, I later found out I had my parents tested, my siblings tested, they all have obstructive sleep apnea. So I went through a very painful procedure down the street at UCLA, head of throat. They, um, they cut out my uvula, my ah. soft palate, my tonsils, so more air out. So that way, so more space. airway created, so ah, then I can breathe easier. Because I was using a CPAP and a dental device, all these things, but nothing was really moving the needle. That happened, but um, and it's tough because when when I say two hundred plus times a night, that's like doctors were like, no wonder you can't sleep. Somebody's coming in and. Imagine someone putting a pillow on your face 200 times a oh night, my gosh. and you wake up suffocating. So I'd wake up nine to 14 times at least a night over a court, you know, and only get about two hours. So I never get the deep sleep, which helps with your body, your body recovery. How are you able to function sleep. though? How well, are you well, able to here, like get all, and memorize everything well, that, and speak in front of everyone? Yeah, and so nobody knew I was struggling with that. Only an intimate group of friends yes. that I was, you know, relying on for emotional encouragement and support, which we all need. But I, I found out that I mean that's why this book actually took longer. I didn't want to put out the book unless I could really dedicate full resources yeah. into it and then be able to do book signings and tours sure. and all of that. And so that was one of the things that delayed it. But I realized just like with my learning and my public speaking, one of the questions I ask is what's besides, okay, my two questions, how do I make this better? Uh -huh. Right, because I'm, I'm obsessed with fixing these things. That's yep. like I ask it all the time. How can I do this better? How can I do this better? You know, who can I learn from? With everything in your life. With everything. How can I make them sleep better? My Ex relationship exactly. better. My health better. My brain my better. better. How do I? How do I? How do I help reach more people? I'm always thinking about how do I make it better. And the second thing is when I go through challenges like sleep every single day. It's like you know, it could be like here we go again. It's not a pleasant. Where most people look forward to sleeping and resting. You know, even if I'm exhausted, I couldn't get that recovery. Right. So that's why. You know, I have a float tank and all these recovery devices and I meditate. Meditation twice a day changed my life, right? Mm -hmm. Like those kind of things, but nothing replaces sleep. But the other question I started asking besides how can I make this better is what's, where, what's the gift in this? Mm -hmm. You know, what's the gift in going through this? And I started just like magic questions give you magic answers that help you become limitless because some people are asking very poor questions that limit them. Mm. Why am I so stupid? You know, why can I never learn this? And like, oh, here are all the reasons why you can't learn this. 
you know, why can't I learn Spanish? Or why can't I learn how to dance like everybody else or whatever? And you start getting answers and those answers aren't empowering as opposed mm. to how can I learn this in a, in a fun, enjoyable way? How can I make this more enjoyable? How can I simplify this? Those are more empowering questions. So my questions, two questions to answer your question, mm -hmm. how can I make this better? And when I'm going through challenges, where's the gift in this? And I noticed I started getting answers because a few mm. gifts. Number one, when it came to my sleep, number one, I got really good at what I teach. Like I could roll out of bed and have this conversation with anybody because yeah. this is what I live. Because all like, you know, when people see the tens of millions of views on my morning routine and everything else like that, that we've talked about, you know, in prior episode, like 10 things I do to jumpstart my brain every morning. It's because I just, that's what I do every morning because it forced me to do what I talk about because otherwise I wouldn't be able to survive, right? right? And I also know field tested for 28 years of working with children with ADD, learning challenges, dyslexia to, you know, elderly, you know, I, I lost, I lost my grandmother. So my, my parents immigrated here, you know, my dad was 13. He, he lost both his parents, mm -hmm. um, you know, pure, very below poverty, um, very harsh conditions. And so when he came here, he lived with his aunt because they couldn't afford to, to, to feed, to feed him. And so we grew up very, you know, not very, a lot of external resources. There was a lot of love there mm -hmm. because when you lose, now, now see how he learned his questions. Like I grew up hearing this phrase, family is most important, family is most important, family is yeah, most important. because when you lose something, exactly. it becomes important to you. And then, and then you're, you start asking questions about how do I make the, you know, how do I do this for the family, preserve how it. How do people feel safe, connected, Ex loved. Exactly, so yeah. a lot of our questions, just like mine, how can I make this better, because I have these learning challenges, came from my challenges. Right, right? from pain. From pain. Discomfort, yeah. So he lost, I mean, imagine losing your parents when you're 13 years That's old, tough. right? And then moving to a foreign country, not speaking the language, and leaving your younger brother and sister behind, um, and they passed away, you know, mm -hmm. early because of the conditions. So you make you prioritize family above everything. Yeah. So a big part of my values are love, growth, contribution, adventure, mm -hmm. because you know I would do anything for my family and my sure. friends because I grew up in that environment. You know, so we didn't have money, we didn't have connections, we didn't have they didn't have education, they didn't. Be like, they didn't have that, but they but they were they're really good people. Yeah, you know, and so they are my role models. They are my original superheroes. Yeah. you know, my my mother like you know we we grew up in the they had many jobs you know and my, we grew up in the family grew up in the back of a, a laundromat that my mother worked at, mm -hmm. um, and it was you know it was it was it was it was, it was, it was, it was, it was difficult to say the least. But I think through adversity comes an advantage. Mm -hmm. You know, like the person that. The person that falls and gets up is so much stronger than the person who never falls. You know, that is just given just everything, you know. And sure. so if you have to be able to work for it, you build those, you build those muscles. Um, but because they had so many jobs, my, my great aunt, who I called the grandmother, um, raised, raised me. Um, she was my caregiver. But when I was going through my learning challenges, she was going through dementia mm. and early stages of Alzheimer's. And so we lost her to Alzheimer's, mm. but to watch you know, to go bring her when she's bedridden, soup or anything, and then she calls me, you know, by, by my brother's name, name or something, yeah. Or, or really says tough. something that she just said 30 seconds ago. It's really tough. Is, you know, and so that leaves an impression, but that led me to, you know, be interested in, in memory at that age, because you're very impressionable. And I've been called the boy with a broken brain. All that was going on at the same time. Yeah. Right? So I spent a lot of time with, in nursing homes, helping them polish off their memories, but also, wow. 
you know, hearing their stories because there's so much wisdom that's, that's, that's there. What's the greatest lessons you've learned from your parents and family? So um, the dominant question, my dad, you know, when we're talking about making family important and valuing it, um, they, they weren't extraordinary, you know, they don't have the most money or the most greatest health, they're not spiritual or anything, but they're just hardworking people who are mm -hmm. kind. And so I would say hard work for my dad like I, we would, by the time I was nine, I was pushing a lawnmower and shoveling and doing that in my neighborhood to earn extra money. But every time I would, I don't know to talk about this. Like, I, I, there was like, I, I was like, I was trying to do all this because I have like these allergies. I was like, it's really hard in the summer to put mow lawns and stuff. <laughs> and where was this? When what then, city? So I grew up outside New York City yeah. in Westchester, New York, which okay. is the home of the X Men, which is the sure. story of how I ended up working with the cast of the X Men because. The school was there, yeah. and at nine years old, I used to, when I read in the comic books, I taught myself how to read by reading comic books. The stories brought up hope mm -hmm. in my life because mm -hmm. I would escape in my imagination because my reality wasn't wasn't very comfortable. Right. But I would ride my bicycle. I found out the school for the X Men because they're not the strongest; they just didn't fit in, and I felt yeah. like I didn't fit in in school. And so I used to ride my bicycle around my neighborhood because that's where in the comic books where this. Professor X's school was. Mm -hmm. So I used to look for it on the weekends. Really? I wanted to That's find cool. my superpowers. I wanted to find my super friends where I fit in somewhere. So the city that uh, the school, what's it called? The School the, for X-Men? Yeah, it's, what's it's it called? the School in, of the Gifted. The School of the Gifted? It's the X-Men school. Was it actually in the city you grew up it's in? It's in my neighborhood. It's no in Westchester, way. New York. That's where it says yeah. in the comic books. Yeah, exactly. Wow. And so I used to, when I read that, That's crazy. I, to, I taught myself how to read by reading comics late at night when my parents thought I was sleeping. <laughs> I'd be under the covers because I would want to escape yeah. Into that world because that was much, you know, my 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 external was very harsh. Yeah. But what I learned from my parents was even when I was mowing the lawn, that quality matters. Meaning that my dad, I would say, like, why do I have to mm -hmm. mow like behind this sign or behind this yeah. rock? Like, cause no one could see that. Or perfect lines. Exactly. Or, yeah. Exactly. Like, I was, nobody could see that. And you know, like, why do I have to do that? But he's like, you know, you know, you know, it's there. And then how you do anything is how you do everything. Mm -hmm. So, and you know, the discipline was hard work. And family, most important, was so that that became values for, mm -hmm. for my dad. My, what about my, your mom? My, my mom is the kindest person on the planet. Mm -hmm. You know, she, you know, she had similar story where she lost her mom before she was married and, mm -hmm. and everything, and just you know, losing that also gave her the value of family is most important. Mm -hmm. And you know, when my, I have a brother and sister, and um, and there was so much love from from her. She 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 did everything. So kindness yeah. and. And discipline and hard work is is what I got from my my parents. Wow. Yeah, and and so I mean, so that was my my advantage because I won the lottery there. Yeah. You know, we didn't have the, the with love the, and connection and family. Very and, much yeah. so, and it molded my values now. And so, going going back to like these these the power of questions, I would ask everybody to reflect on your questions that you're asking yourself on a mm -hmm. regular basis. Because the second gift I got out of lack of sleep, first of it was doubling down on everything I teach so I could be productive because I was still, you know, very efficient and flying yeah. all over the world um, teaching. And, you know, I'm live in front of 200,000 people. You know, when you have a phobia, you know, a phobia of public speaking, <laughs> you know, and your energy. And I'm a very introverted, you know, yeah, I was yeah. very introverted. I was having this conversation with Simon Sinek and uh, Susan Cain about introverts who wrote Quiet, um, which is the power of introverts in a very loud kind of society. And Susan explains introverts as someone who wakes up every morning with five gold coins, mm -hmm. energy coins. But every time they interact with somebody, they give up one of their coins to that person. And then once their coins are gone, they have to like go back yeah, and yeah. be like, you know, recharge. 
But extroverts are different. They wake up with no gold coins, no energy coins, and every, they have to interact with people. And the then gain they gain coins, energy. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I'm <laughs> my girlfriend's the opposite. She really? wants to be at home all day. She doesn't want to see anybody. She just wants to focus on with her family only. Yes. Work out, eat clean, like learn her stuff. And that and that's me because that's where I yeah. recharge. But I do my my passion is learning, right? I love I love learning now because it wasn't when I was growing mm. up. I love to learn. But my purpose, you know, so learn again, your passion is what lights you up. Mm. Learning lights me up. And your purpose is how you light other people up. Mm. My passion is teaching other people how to learn. Mm-hmm. And that that's really my mission because I grew up with a broken brain is I want to build better, brighter brains. And everybody has this genius inside of them, regardless of their age, their background, their yeah. career, gender. None of that matters. What matters is choice. I start the book with this quote from this French philosopher saying that life, you'll love this, life is the C between the B and the D. Life is the C between the B and the D. And people listening thinking this guy speaks in tongues. This is like code. <laughs> okay. I'll give you a hint. What's B, the B and D? B is birth. And uh, D is death. Did. So what's life? It's the C. Save big money on everything for your spring projects at Menards. We have all of your garden and landscaping essentials. Master Garden Premium Garden Soil contains a slow-release fertilizer that feeds gardens for up to nine months. It produces better results and is ready to use for all your gardening needs. Save big on Menards' great selection of garden and landscaping products. Compare brands in-store or online at Menards.com. Save big money at At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Choice. Uh, wow. Like, let that sink in. That's good. Life is a C between the B and the D, and C is choice. Life is all about choices because we are, mm. you are sitting here right now, the sum total of all the choices you've made That's up true. to this point. That's true. And I'm saying, like, everyone, you know, who are you gonna, who are you gonna date? Who are you gonna, where, gonna, gonna, yeah. where are you gonna live? Isn't what it crazy that you could be, uh, you know, you could be making all the right choices your entire life and make one wrong choice and set you in a prison, yeah. or make you go bankrupt, or whatever, or Fill you know, in the blank, or in the opposite. Right. You can yeah. make all the wrong choices and, and make, make one. one right choice to set you on a path of greatness. Because one step, if you're going this way, here to here, and you take one step in another direction, it completely changes your destination and your destiny. So the good news is, yeah, you could make one choice that takes you off, off tangent, but one choice or the mm. right about who you're going to spend time with. What yeah. are you going to eat today? You know, whether you're going to move today, if you're going to listen to this podcast, if you're going to look at, if you're going to focus on crisis and, and all the, the terrible things in life, or are you going to focus on like, wow, how people are stepping up and how they're doing other things. But the second thing I yeah. learned besides out of my sleep, doubling down on skills and capabilities, you know, I always tell people, don't downgrade your dreams to fit your current reality. Upgrade your mindset, mm-hmm. your motivation, your methodology to really meet your your your, your destiny, the yeah. things that you want most in life. How so, important are skills? So important. Acquiring new skills at any level. Absolutely critical, yeah. absolutely critical. Even coming back to the second gift I got from lack of sleep, the second gift besides doubling down on all my skills was protecting my time. Okay, so here, here's something. When you have mm-hmm. a finite amount of energy and you only slept two hours or three hours or four hours last night, you don't overcommit. 
and I find one of the things that drains energy from people that makes them stressed out of their mind is they are saying yes to way too many things. Yeah. And when you lack sleep every single day and you're exhausted, you only do the things that you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Meaning that you don't have the luxury of saying, like right now, there's nowhere else I'd rather be, no one else I'd rather be with than right here with mm -hmm. you. And there's a power in that. So whether I got three hours of sleep last night or got off a plane last night or I'm still doing this with focus, with energy, it's because I made the decision to do this mm -hmm. and everything, as you've heard, everything is like, heaven yes or heaven no, right? Like if you don't right, right. feel completely like heck yes, yes heck no, yeah. yeah, then you say no. And here's the thing, a lot of people feel they're burnt out because they're doing too much. I don't think you're burnt out because most people are burnt out because you're doing too much. I think you're doing too little of the things that make you feel alive. Mm. You're doing too little of the things that really matter in your life. And so you're saying yes to things that don't matter. Exactly, so the second gift I got out of years of not sleeping was- You, you said no to everything. Yeah, exactly, and I only do the things that are important because one of the lessons I got from spending time with elderly, because I lost my grandmother and I spent all the time in senior centers and nursing homes and training them and, and helping with them, the gift I got back, I always get a gift back from working with anybody, is I heard stories and mm -hmm. so much wisdom of generations that have gone through, you know, like real hardship, right? I mean, our lives compared to theirs is, mm -hmm. you know, now is it's, it's there's no comparison. Yeah. But one of the things I do here, because I do believe genius leaves clues, and when so when I, somebody asks me what's the definition of genius, I don't think it's IQ. It's not this number that you test at eight years old and that's your number when you're 88 years old. You know, I, I demystify you know, IQ and everything else in this book that everybody can learn to be better in all these areas, interpersonally, mm -hmm. you know, with their focus, with their memory, everything. One of the things that, I, that I've learned is that um, with working with these seniors is that, you know, there's a lot of a regret at that place. Mm -hmm. when, you're at, when you're taking your final breaths, you know, my definition of genius is pattern recognition that you could see patterns like you know someone who's you know a genius at greatness you see patterns in what yeah. you know everybody who sits across from you you see like they're doing certain similar things certain right. habits certain mindsets certain certain drives or they're eating a certain way there's a commonality with mm -hmm. that and so i believe genius leaves clues and genius is is can be built not born mm -hmm. and that's a big part of yeah. part of my training but the other thing i learned from these these seniors is these regrets they come out and the biggest regret always is that somehow they lessened or limited their life because of other people's expectations because uh, they were fearful of other people's opinions about them they didn't date that person or marry the person because of what society would think or they started a career because their parents wanted them and expected wow. them to do that and, and I'm here to remind everyone, it's not a, a pleasant conversation, but you know, when we're thinking about our mortality, and you know, one of the things that was the impetus for this book was, you know, I, was, I had like a, a near-death experience, like in a, a car accident, and it made me think about legacy mm -hmm. and ask a new question. Like, I was like, wow, I'm gonna, I wanna get this book out because shame on me if somebody's struggling and suffering the way I was with distraction, with memory loss, with overload, overwhelm, not feeling good about themselves, and I didn't help them. So mm -hmm. I feel like what gets me on stage, even if I am an introvert and shy, is that I'm focusing on, on them, right? right? And Service, that's, my, that's yeah. my focus. But the regret people have when you're taking your final breaths at, at the end of our life, none of other people's opinions and expectations will matter. Mm -hmm. What will matter, none of our fears will matter. What will matter is how we lived, how we laughed, 
how we learned, mm -hmm. how we loved. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that's really what's gonna matter. And one of my mentors, Dr. Stephen Covey, another great book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective mm -hmm. People. One of the habits of the most highly effective people is begin with the end in mind. Mm. You know, and then the ultimate end mm. is like when we're, you know, when we're passing. Because when you think about being in that box, that coffin, there's no room in there for possessions. And I'm all for people having toys and everything else like that. But there's not, you can't take that with you. And in that coffin, there's no room for regret. Mm. You know, one of the things I learned from Jim Carrey, and I'm dropping a number of names, sure. and the reason why is because when you see their movies, you see, you know, Sonic Hedgehog, or, yeah. or you watch another Will Smith, it reminds you of the lessons. It mm. triggers, so that's how human memory works. I was spending the day with him, and he was like, you know, Jim, I want to get really smart before filming Dumb and Dumber. I'm like, that's 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 ironic, but that's really, you know, to sure. play dumb, you have to be really smart to do that, right? And so I spent the day with him at his home, and we take a brain break. It was a long time ago. Yeah, it oh. was. And we were at his home, we were taking a brain break, and we make all these brain foods during lunch, and I wanted to know motivation again. I wanted to get into this model about motivation, mm -hmm. because I'm always curious what drives people, and I found out, I was like, why do you do what you do? And he's like, Jim? He was like, I act like a complete fool on camera. So extreme because I want to give people watching permission to be themselves. Mm. He's like, my religion is to free people from the concern of others mm. because that's what limits us. And isn't that interesting how adults, what keeps us limited mm. are sometimes the expectation. It puts us in a box, right? We don't want to look bad. We don't want to make a mistake. And yet children are really, they have this limitless mentality. Right, where they could do anything. You don't look at a child, you know, for people who have children, they're learning to walk or talk. How many times do they fall? Thousands. Yeah, hundreds, exactly. Yeah. And never after the 500th time they fall do they say, okay. It's I'm not just, for me. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to walk. That's <laughs> right. not, right? But as adults, they take a Spanish lesson. Fall, one, fall once and we stop. Exactly. They take yeah. a salsa lesson. Yeah. And they're like, okay, this is not for me. Too and, much embarrassment. And I always encourage people to at least... You, I'm telling you, we have one life to be able to figure this out. Mm -hmm. So you try new things. The brain thrives on novelty, right? To build your brain cells, two things, just like your body, novelty and nutrition, and obviously rest and sleep. Yeah, novelty, you give it stimulus, you work it out, and then you give it nutrition to feed that muscle. Mm -hmm. Same thing with your mental muscles. To create neuroplasticity, right? You All you need to give is novelty. You learn something new every single day, and then you feed it the right nutrition it, so it could build. But I would recommend everybody try something at least three times. If you feel called to it, I challenge everyone mm. watching this and even post it on social media, tag us both, because I'll repost yeah, our yeah. favorite. <laughs> try things three times. Number one, to get over the fear of it. Yes. Right? Number two, like, you know, karaoke or, you know, being doing stand up or something that just to get over the fear of it. Number two, just to get a little competent at it. Mm -hmm. Get 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 good at it. And then try it a third time to see if you like it or not. Yeah. Because we don't really find our passions. Like we have to put ourselves out there right. and give ourselves stimulus, just like with kids. You know, we have a whole, um, we have a bonus chapter on how to be limit, raise limitless children. But part of it is giving them enough opportunity by giving mm -hmm. them stimulus to see what they get drawn to and right. what they want to be able to develop. But my, my other thing with, with sleep is I just got obsessed about, you know, like how do I honor my time? And how do I say no so I can say yes to the, the great things, right? Mm -hmm. Good to great. I'm gonna recommend a lot of books, <laughs> right? Because we have a book a week club because we teach you know, this yes. three, the speed reading program. One book a week will change your life. 52 books a year, 
leaders leaders are readers. Yeah. But yeah, good to great, say no to good so you can say yes to great. And again, I really feel like- You say yes to great by saying no to a lot of things. Uh, exactly, because right. here's the thing, especially for self-care. A lot of people think that self-care is limited to body work and meditation. Part of self-care and self-love is when you say no, and when you say yes to somebody or something, make sure you're not saying no to yourself. Mm-hmm. I really want this to sink in for people that part of self-care is when you say yes to somebody or something that you're not saying no to yourself, right? right? Part of self-care is putting boundaries and borders on your time, mm. borders and boundaries on your heart, on your emotions yeah. and everything because that it's so important. And part of self-care is also self-love. You talk about this so much, right? When you and I have had conversations about, you know, about your previous books and everything, mm. it's just you know, how can we fall in love with that person in the mirror mm. who's been through so much, but is still standing, mm -hmm. right? Because I feel like no external source of love is gonna match what your soul needs from yourself, Yeah. right? Yeah, I, this is, I mean, I've wanted to stop you nonstop for 20 minutes, but it's all so good. I wanted to go back to uh, the choices we make. Mm -hmm. You know, you, we talk about choices, you talk about habits, mindset habits, yeah. physical habits in here with food, the way you think, all these different things. I really believe that habits allow us to make better choices automatically, as yes. opposed to, should I make this choice today, yes or no? Should I make that choice? You know, Every day we have the opportunity to make different decisions, and habits yeah. keep us on the right path yeah. to making better decisions and choices every day. The mindset, and you're, you know, you've got mindset, motivation, and methods, which yeah. is your, your whole uh, limitless mindset process. The mindset will keep you on the right path. The skills, for, for whatever yeah. reason, skills I think is one of the most important things. Yeah. More than habits in a sense, because when you acquire new skills, you become bulletproof, limitless to any yeah. economic downturn, to any breakup in a relationship, yeah. to any career change. You become limitless when you have a tool belt of skills at your disposal. Yeah. And it takes courage to create new skills yeah. and it takes learning how to learn to get a lot of skills because it takes time to master a skill if you yeah. don't know how to learn the right way. Yeah. And I've learned all the wrong ways over the years and found out for me that learning the right way is throwing myself in immersion of it. Yeah. Within three months, going all in physically, tangibly feeling it, emotionally connected to it, getting messy. For me, that's what works for me. And when you have the skill, you have it for life. Yeah. You know, it's like you learn how to ride a bike. It might take you a few weeks. It might take you a month of falling a bunch of times. But I haven't been on a bike in years, but I can know I can go back on it. Maybe I'm not as fast as I used to be, or maybe I don't have as much control or right. maneuverability, but I'm 80, 90% of the way there. Yeah. Same thing with salsa dancing. I learned it. It took me three and a half months of misery, of embarrassment, yeah. of fear, anxiety, of stepping on girls' toes constantly. But now I can go anywhere in the world yeah not speak the language of the community, but I can speak the language of salsa yeah. and I have it. And I have that skill set where I feel motivated to put myself out there. So yeah. same thing with public speaking. You know, mm -hmm. when you mastered it, it's like now you can go into a room and even if you're not prepared for the speech, yeah. you know you can do a pretty good job. Yeah. If someone said, hey, Jim, come up here and, and teach us something for 15 minutes, yeah. you've got this skill set. Yeah. And I think that gives us confidence, that gives us yeah. self-belief with the more skills we have. And so how do we, what's the process yeah. of then learning how to master a new skill when it's challenging, when it's scary, when it's uncomfortable, when yeah. it's works. I'm excited to learn Spanish right now, yeah. but I've tried to learn for 
20 years. Yeah. I let, took let, eight let, years of classes. Yeah. Okay. I, you know, I've traveled to different Spanish-speaking countries. It's just like, man, yeah. how do we learn how to learn something yeah. that we want, but it's really challenging? Let's deconstruct this. Yes. Okay? So this, this, is, this is the key. Um, so you mentioned two interesting words with competence and confidence. Yes. And in psychology, there is a competence-confidence loop that the more competent and skilled you get at something, the more confident you get at it. Of course. And because you're more confident, you're more likely to do it and you get better at it and it gives you more confidence, right? Yes. And so if I could play loop, golf right? like Tiger Woods, I would be playing a lot more and I would get better, I'd be more confident of it. I remember um, years ago, I get a, a call on a Friday evening and I don't know the guy's voice. I didn't know to see the number and I recognize it. So I pick it up and he was like, you got, you got to help me. We have this mutual friend and this, uh, my speaker tomorrow in New York City canceled because mm -hmm. of an emergency. And I, I need, I need a speaker, please. And I'm like, well, this is not usually how, yeah, you know. The night before. Exactly. This is usually like a six month in advance process. But the mutual friend was a very close friend. And I was like, um, you know, look, I, may, maybe I could help you, but what, what's the topic? And he tells me what the topic is. And I'm like, I don't know anything about that mm -hmm. topic. Why are you calling me? He was like, well, he wrote a book. I'm like, so? He was like, well, my friend says you're a speed reader. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. He's like, well, can you come a little early and I'll give you his book and then- Oh my you know, gosh. And I was like, I was like, this is gonna completely- Crazy. This is, gonna, this is, gonna, this is I have to do this, but this is, gonna, this is gonna cost you, but this yeah. is gonna make a great story. And what ended up happening was I show up at 10 o'clock, <laughs> I read his book and I give the, pre the keynote that afternoon. And humbly, it was the highest rated talk of the event. Wow. And I don't I'll take credit for that because I've never, you know, had training in public speaking, but when you understand how people learn, you could, you know, present it. And so I read the book, I remembered everything that I needed to say, because I, I train a lot of TED speakers how to memorize their speech, mm -hmm. and I know how to be able to present it in a way that, that's interesting and, and, and also sticks with people. But I say that because that's what I mean about, I don't have to, you know, just like Will Smith, I know I don't have to get ready, I, I stay ready. Yeah. And that's the power of skill development. And if there's one skill to master, it's our ability to learn. It's called meta-learning. Mm -hmm. This book fundamentally was gonna be called meta-learning, but people are like, oh no, they're not gonna buy it if it has learning in you know, the title, right? And, um, but meta-learning is learning how to learn. Mm -hmm. And that's a meta-skill, and it helps you to learn salsa or Spanish or anything else better. And so let's deconstruct how to do that confidently. The limit, we'll start with the limitless model, all right? So this book used to be a book completely on skill development, which was all methodology. It was everything that I teach about how to read three times faster, how to learn a language, how to remember names, how to do the things that, how to get to inbox zero, how to do the things that, how to be focused, concentrate, critical think, solve problems, all mm -hmm. the important things that really is our life, right? But then when I finished it, you know, I talked to friends like you and, every, and everybody else, and it was like, this is a really good self-help book, but, if somebody found it just on the street, they still, even they know what to do, they still wouldn't do it. Mm. Like how come you wanna learn Spanish or something else and you put it off or it takes longer than you should? Because method is only one of the three parts. And so this is the limitless model. And I want everybody to think about a subject or some area of your life where you're feeling held back. It could be your relationship, it could be you're not making progress in your career, it could be make, maybe in your physical um, mm -hmm. performance or wellness. Think about one area where you're stuck in a box, right? Now a box is like a cage, 3D box, and 3D is three dimensions. What keeps you in the box? Three forces, and these are the three M's. Okay. And I want everyone to draw a circle, and in that circle, we're gonna draw a Venn diagram. You know what a Venn diagram? Mm -hmm. It's three intersecting three circles. circles. And the first circle is your mindset. 
three M's. And I always alliterate everything because it helps you to be able to remember it better. First one is your mindset. Now, your mindset are your assumptions and your attitudes about something. Now, let's break that down. For me, functionally, what your mindset is about this subject, and I want people to make this very personal. Think about something, an area you're held back. This is what you believe is possible, is your mindset. It is what you believe you are capable of. It is what you believe you deserve is your part of your mindset, because mm. that's a big thing. That's your thermostat, right? If somebody has a mindset of, like I could teach someone the method of how to remember names, but their mindset is I'm stupid. I don't deserve to remember names or right? I'm not capable I, of it. Exactly, or, or exactly, or I'm too old or mm. whatever it is, that's their mindset. My brain doesn't work that way. Exactly, then the method won't ha won't take hold. It won't matter. Exactly, so this is this is the formula here. I've so literally- how do, you learn to, how do you learn to believe that you are yeah. capable? So we'll go, we'll go into this. Yeah. That's, that's, that's exactly what the book does. I take people through a new a process called unlimiting. It's mm. a word that I coined years ago, unlimiting is different than unlimited. Unlimiting is like the process of removing limits. Limiting it's, beliefs. Exactly, or behaviors mm -hmm. or, or, or habits, right? So unlimiting is an active word where it's, you're redrawing the boundaries and borders of your life. Limitless is not about being perfect. Limitless is about advancing and progressing beyond what you believe is possible. Mm. That's what this book is about. Mm -hmm. Now I apply that towards accelerated learning so you can learn your languages right. and you know give speeches without notes and all that stuff. But really it's a process of liberating yourself out of that box. Mm. So one of the dimensions that keep you in that box is your mindset, yep. right? And, uh, and we can go deep into how to change negative beliefs and everything. Okay. And I talk about the seven lies. Lies yeah. for me, Again, is an acronym. Lie is a limited idea entertained. Mm. Because it's not true. It's not true that you don't deserve it. It's not necessarily true that you're stupid, but it's an idea we're giving energy to. Mm. We're entertaining that sure, idea sure. in that moment. And I show people how to unravel it in the three-step process. But that's the mindset, Okay. All right. Now the second M, you can have the greatest mindset and believe everything is possible, you're capable, you deserve it. But if you don't have the second M, which is motivation, you're not getting out of that box. Right, that in your career. I believe I can do it, but I'm gonna sit here and eat chips on the couch. Exactly, right? yeah. and so your motivation for me is your drive, mm -hmm. it's your purpose, it's the vitality that you bring to something. Now most people think motivation, they'll say motivation is a lie. And in some respects it is, because the way a lot of people perceive motivation is just rah, rah, get excited, get hyped up, and next day, nothing changes. Mm -hmm. So my evidence, the evidence of motivation is something is happening, there's an action. There's a new action taking place. And if you're not doing that action, you're not motivated. No matter what you say, if you're not doing it, it's better well done than well said. Even like a lot of people on social media, they, they, they promise things, but prove it, right? Don't say it, show it, right? You take it to action. Because yeah. knowledge is not power, it's potential power. Applying it makes it powerful. So motivation for me is a three-step formula. And here's the formula. And I go deep in, in this book because there's a chapter on each, each part. The key to sustainable motivation, how to overcome procrastination, if you're putting things off, this is the key. It's this, P times E times S3. Now this is a formula for sustainable, not just a surge in motivation, right? We've all watched the Limitless movie where mm -hmm. he takes a pill and he can learn languages and, and read really fast and remember everything. And, and Dr. Mark Hyman, who wrote the, the foreword of the book, who's a mutual friend of both of ours, and I know he's been on your show, he says that there is no genius pill, but Jim gives you the process Ooh, for, like for a brighter it. brain, right? <laughs> like like it. it's the process, and there's no side effects, right? Yeah, it's good. But going back to this, you know, when he had a surge of motivation, but then when he had, the pill wore off, 
it goes back to God, no motivation. But this is the key. There's no pill, there's a process. And these three things, P times E times S3, is sustainable for the rest of your life. Because I've I've lived on no sleep for over a decade, right? My sleep has gotten much better since, of recent, you know, um, just some some breakthroughs in, um, in medicine and everything else like that. But, you know, I had sustainable motivation. I was still doing all the conferences, still right. doing my podcast every week, still speaking and traveling and doing all this mm-hmm. stuff because I had these three things. Number one, so the P stands for purpose. Now, again, if you feel not motivated in any area of your life, pick, now, so you, some people could have motivation. Now, some people are very motivated to sit on the couch and, and binge yeah. watch Netflix. They're, they're highly motivated yeah. to do that, right? But if you're, if you're lacking motivation to work out consistently, and now here's, the, the, here's the, another lie, limited idea entertained, is that you have to enjoy the activity. Right, like you know, it doesn't mean that you have to do that. Like I was having this conversation with with uh, Tom Billu, right, and he was like, "I work out four o'clock, five o'clock every morning." I was like, "Do you enjoy it?" He was like, "No, I don't no. like working out at all." You know, but he's motivated, doesn't miss a day, so he has the motivation. So motivation doesn't mean you enjoy it. Like every morning, I do my cold showers. Mm-hmm. You know, like Wim Hof. Yeah, right. It's no, not no, fun no. all the time, but exactly. <laughs> I hate, I grew up in the Northeast. I hate the cold, yeah. right? But I do my cold showers or my ice baths. You know, I, I post all the time. On, on Instagram about doing it mm-hmm. because I know I have a purpose, Yeah. right? So I don't enjoy it, okay. but the P in the formula is purpose. Reasons reap results. Mm-hmm. And if you get the reason, so even if I'm not you know, getting my sleep, I have a purpose. I have a reason to help people every single day. I want every single person that comes in contact with me, whether it's on my podcast or a video or a book, their brain is better off because yeah. of it. You okay. know? And so that's my reason and, and really, you know my story. Like my first student three decades ago almost, she read 30 books in 30 days. Mm. And what was her purpose? Her mother was dying of terminal cancer, mm. two months to live, 60 days. And the book she was reading, health, wellness, right. energy, right? Wow. And she ended up saving her mom's life. Wow. And that's when I realized that if knowledge is power, learning is our superpower. Mm-hmm. And I dedicated my life to make that kind of difference. Yeah. And that's what, that's what, so I have my reasons to do something. So I don't okay. have to pump myself up. So P is purpose, tap into your reasons. And it can't be intellectual, you know you have to feel it. Of course. Right? And even you could even feel the pain. Like who's counting on you to do this activity you know, who's watching you? Who's role modeling you, right? Who's counting on you to, to show up today? You know, it can be painful too, but if it gets you to move, that's what's important. Have that reason, the purpose. This E, now I now here, my mind does this thought experiment, scientific experimentations, right? If somebody just has a reason, do they, are they always motivated? Are there any cases where they're not motivated? And I said, yes, mm. if they're lacking the E, energy. Mm-hmm. So somebody could have a reason to uh, work out or they could have a reason to read you know, or learn Spanish, but if they're trying to do it late at night and they didn't sleep the night before or they had a big processed meal. It's hard to have the motivation. Exactly. Yeah. And they're a food coma. They can't be motivated because they lack energy. energy. So in the book, I talk about 10 keys for brain energy. Mm-hmm. The 10 things that I do to light up my brain, and one of them is our brain foods. Yeah. Another one is optimizing your sleep. So I do a whole area wow. of what I've learned really moves the needle for That's maximizing cool. your sleep. Because how's your, how's your thought process if you don't sleep? How's your Far, focus? Foggy. How's your memory? How, yeah, yeah. You know, how are you making good decisions, right? I, I heard that that was the advice, you know, presidents give other presidents is like, get it, don't make a big decision if you didn't get a good night's wow. sleep, right? So I talk about sleep. So in the book, in Motivation, we do a whole section on finding your purpose and even life purpose and passion. 
and a whole area on optimizing your energy. Mm -hmm. Now you have energy to do it. I ask myself, okay, you have a purpose for something to work to work out or whatever. You have or to the start energy. this business. Yeah. You have the energy. In what case, if you're like doing this critical thinking, in what case won't you be motivated? You like, let's say you want to start a business or whatever. You're, you're just procrastinating on starting that business. Number one, you have the motivation, you really need it, and you know why. You have the energy, because you're eating the right foods, you're maximizing mm -hmm. your sleep, you're with not energy vampires. Yes, there is, S3. You, what the problem is, is you're making it too big in your mind. Mm. That will keep you from being motivated. Starting a business, like where do you even start? Yeah, or getting, getting that perfect relationship, or having perfect health, that's way, way too big. So what do you do? Small, simple steps. Mm -hmm. That's what keep, will keep people unmotivated. They could have the reasons and purpose, they could have the energy, unlimited energy, but they don't know where to start. And because they make it too big in their mind. Mm. Or, and, and a confused mind doesn't do anything. Yeah. Confused mind doesn't do anything. So clarity is power. I like that. So small, simple step, all you have to do is ask a magic question. What is the smallest action I could take where I can't fail? Mm. It allows me to give, give me some progress, but I can't fail. What's yeah. the smallest step? And I cite the work in here of the habit experts that you and I have interviewed. You know, Dr. B.J. Foggs or mm. the, uh, the, the, the James Clears, mm. Atomic Habits, and really my take on how to make sustainable habits because what you do repeatedly becomes that habit. But it starts with a small, simple step. What's an example of that? I want people to read a book a week. It will change their life. I think if there's one thing people could, that would change their life immediately, long-term, it's just read every day. Mm. Reading is to your mind what exercises your body even more than audio. And I, my podcast, and I do everything on audio, I still encourage people to read because it activates a different part of your brain. Mm -hmm. Also, um, and I listen to audios when I, when I drive, when I work out, but when, when the people are tested in terms of what they read, in terms of comprehension, what they listen to, reading the actual more, yeah. more and they'll understand more you know why is not only does it activate a different part of your brain because it's active because listening can be passive like watching a movie or anything can be very passive you don't have to get involved but reading forces you to get involved but the second reason why is because usually when someone's listening to something they're doing something else mm -hmm. and they're trying to multitask yeah. they're cleaning their house they're working out they're driving so they're not their attention is not fully on what they're listening to so that's why the comprehension is down right. but reading every single day is a great activity but i don't tell people you know, read an hour a day, a small, simple step to get a, someone reading is read one sentence. Mm. That's a small, simple step. Open up the book. That's a small, simple step that you can't fail, right? right? And nobody's gonna stop at one sentence. You know, the example Dr. B.J. Fogg talks about with tiny habits is, hey, we know flossing is good for your longevity. Just do one tooth. One tooth. Yeah. And who's gonna stop at one tooth, yeah. right? So how do you break it down? And really motivation is energy management. It's really about energy management, meaning when you have clarity and purpose, it gives you energy, right? When you have energy, like if you activate, you eat the right foods and everything else, vitality, you have energy. And small, simple steps requires very little energy, mm. requires very little effort, output. And there's something in memory called the Zygarnik effect. It's by a psychologist, a woman who in Europe noticed that at the cafe she frequents, that the wait staff would remember all the orders until they were delivered. And once they were delivered, they forget would forget it. it. And the Zygarnik effect, which is her last name, means that the mind doesn't like open loops. So like, oh, and, and, and all of the, the series on that you binge watch knows this, because at the end they open up a loop. Yes. And you're like, one more, <clears throat> who does that? Like one more, 
and you end up watching until like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. because it doesn't like the open loops. Well, starting something like an order, remembering someone's order, and then it delivered, it closes the loop. Well, when you start something anywhere, it for your mind still keeps an open loop about it, so it's more likely to finish. And that's mm -hmm. another way to overcome procrastination. Break it down into small, simple steps mm -hmm. where you can't fail. Yeah. That's the three-step formula. That's so I great. do a chapter, so this is really three books in one. It's a whole book on mindset, mm -hmm. on how to eliminate negative self-talk, how to be able to get rid of negative beliefs that you don't deserve it, you're not capable of it. How to have optimization, so a chapter mm -hmm. on, on, on purpose, a chapter on energy, a chapter yeah. on small, simple steps. And then I added a chapter on habits and flow because right. the ultimate state, and you've had Stephen Kotler and all mm -hmm. these amazing people on yeah. here um, talking about flow state is when you're in the zone. Where you lose flow states is you lose your sense of self, mm -hmm. you lose it's effortless, time, yeah. and you lose your sense of time, and there's no motivation required because you're just in, in the zone. You know yeah, that as an athlete. When you're in the zone or you're on stage and it's just coming yes. through you right we all have those moments so we debunk and apply this method for a whole chapter on on flow and then finally you could have the mindset and motivation and still be stuck in that box because again let's say you're you believe everything is possible and that's your mindset and you're capable and you deserve it and you're motivated but if you don't have the last M, which are the methods, mm. then you're stuck in that box. Okay. You could have be believe that you deserve this income. You could you, you could work do, hard motiv motivation. But if you're doing the wrong things, mm -hmm. then you're not going to get the result. If you're doing the wrong marketing tactics, yes. or if you're doing the wrong things in a relationship, right? If you're using bad advice, and in here I document the example of learning because we learned very poor, antiquated methods of learning in school. It was rote repetition to learn something repeated a hundred times in your mind. And the problem is it just takes a lot of time. Yeah. And it's not the optimal way the brain learns. The human brain doesn't learn through consumption, it learns through creation, mm. right? The human brain does not learn by consuming, it learns by creating. And so we also learned a bad habit, a method of reading, which was sub-vocalization. Sub-vocalization is, have you ever noticed when you're reading something, you hear that inner voice inside your head reading along with you? Yeah. Hopefully it's your own voice, yeah. it's not like somebody else's <laughs> voice. The reason why it keeps you reading slow is if you have to say all the words in this book, you can only read as fast as you could speak. Mm. That means your reading speed is limited to your talking speed, so how do you, not your thinking speed. How do you limit the conversation in your mind? Yeah, it's interesting, right? Because the question becomes, everybody reads about 200, 250 words per minute because that's how the average person talks. Speaks, wow. But do you have to say, the question becomes, do analyze it, common sense. Do you need to say all the words in order to understand what those words mean? No. Truth is no. Like when you see a stop sign, you don't say to yourself stop, but you comprehend what that means. Of course, ninety-five exactly. Yeah. And just like symbols in the book, periods, punctuation mark. You don't say question mark when you read no. or comma when you read. You know, so the and there because of all those are sight words, and you don't have to pronounce them by sound. You pronounce you do them by sight. And the fastest readers mm. actually only subvocalize the more difficult words. Mm. And so I'm not saying you really. I know, so you just I, kind of skip through and just go through. You them. go. You you read all the words. No, you read all the words, mm. but you don't have to say all the words. And so that that subvocalization is my example of an old method, an antiquated method that will keep you in that box of learning slow. So let me let me do an example. Here's yep. here's a sentence from your book, mm -hmm. on part part two, about mindset. Yeah. And if I were to read this, I would read it slowly just because that's how I'm used yeah. to it. I would say, and I already get nervous reading out loud from my childhood 
uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. fears of, of you're not, you're not stumbling. Alone. You're not the alone. deeply held beliefs, attitudes, and assumptions we create about who we are, how the world works, what we are capable of and deserve, and what is possible. Yeah. Mindset. So l l let me let me show you how to actually. So so one example, and. Um, there's a link in my in my Instagram for a free masterclass on reading, like okay. a whole like one hour tutorial in real time. Here, when people are reading, what I recommend is subvocalization. The key here is first acknowledge that it's there and don't try to fight it. Mm -hmm. Not don't try to not subvocalize because if you you know this from your study of the mind, you can't not do anything. You can't not think of a purple giraffe right. because you have to do it. Yeah, yeah. So the more you try not to say the words, the more you're going to do it. Plus, you're going to be talking to yourself. And am I really understanding this? And you're not going to understand it because you <laughs> right. have two things you going on at flow, once. Yeah. Right, exactly. And so the goal here is when you when you read past a certain speed, 400, there's a sub-vocalization threshold where you can't possibly talk any faster than that. Right. But you can understand it. Oh, perfect example. When you listen to your podcasts or audiobooks, like many people speed exactly, or one and a half, exactly, yeah. and you can understand it, but you can't speak that fast. Right. So that's proof you could think that fast sure. but not understand it. And so here, one of the hacks that we teach in in the book is to use a visual pacer. Like when you use your finger while you read, most people think this is an old antiquated method. They mm -hmm. say don't do that because that will slow you down. But in actuality, I challenge everybody mm. to take that master class on that link. And what you'll find is test yourself. Read without your finger and then read for another minute with your finger. Count the number of lines. Just underlining it, that second time will It'll be 25, 50% yeah. faster. And just kind of what, forcing your finger to go a little faster than you would normally? You could or? actually go regular because what happens is you don't regress. A lot of people have another bad method going back to limited methods. And we want to unlimit their methods mm. of regressing and backskipping. You know, have you ever found yourself rereading words or rereading something? 25% of our time can be wasted doing that, and that's wow. a bad habit that we learned when we were kids. Why in do we do that? that? Why do we repeat a sentence yeah, or a word? Say, or... The same reason why we sub-vocalize, because we were taught that. Remember back in school, we were taught, so public speaking. When we got in those circles and we had to pass around that book, and that book comes closer and closer and closer. <laughs> the, the fear and anxiety just of, comes ah, up, right? I call my name. Yeah. Exactly. And that's where I believe we learned that public speaking was something Scary. to be feared. Yeah. And that's where it was imprinted on us. And like some for some people. And it was good intention. But people can be sincere, teachers, but be sincerely wrong. Mm. And I got that. I couldn't even read at that time. So when I when that book came to me, I would just look at it and it would look uh, like hieroglyphics. Yeah. Exactly. And I would do that. <laughs> And I would, I would like cry. Like yeah. I mean, it would be so embarrassing because everyone's looking at you and you have to perform. And that's where I think my fear of public speaking, why I wouldn't do the book report or speak on it and everything came from. But the other thing teachers had you do is once they know you could pronounce and you had to say it out loud to make sure the teacher knows you're pronouncing it phonetically, right? Mm -hmm. um, but later on, your teacher taught you the limit with subvocalization because he or she said, all right, read quietly to yourself or read silently to yourself. And that's where you took that external voice and you're like, in order to understand it, I have to hear it. If not outside, mm. then inside. And it's been there ever since. So this book is about unlimiting those bad habits of learning, of rote memorization, of bad habits we make about decisions. Like how, why are we always date why are people dating the same people or making the same financial mistakes and everything else? It's not insanity doing the same thing over and over again. It's a bad memory. Mm. And we weren't taught decision making. So like in the book, I talk about four supervillains that hold us back. And it's what really because I talk about superpowers. Yep. 
four supervillains, and I'll go back to the model and make this very like aha to everybody. Four supervillains that are holding you and your team back, your children back, your team back, your employees back, your spouse back, number one, and they're all driven by technology, digital deluge. Digital deluge is this information overwhelm. It's like, do you feel nowadays like you can't keep up? It's like taking a sip of water out of a fire hose. Yeah. And here's the thing, people buy a book, but they don't read the book, right? It just sits on their shelf. That's me. It becomes shelf help, not self help, right? <laughs> and here's the That's thing, good. buying a book is a different skill set than reading the I'm book. I'm really good at buying books. Yes, I'm not that are. good Some at reading books, books, right? I can buy books all day like, long. Exactly, but reading is a different skill set, but digital deluge is a real medical condition. They call it information fatigue syndrome. Higher blood pressure, compression of leisure time, more sleeplessness, and this is happening if you own a business or you have managed a team, that four or five hours a day on estimate, do, are we spending processing information? Just think about your team, how much mm -hmm. they have to process. A lot. Right? That means half of their salary is being paid to process and learn and read. So if someone's being paid $80,000, $40,000 is just to read something. Oh my gosh. So if I could double their reading speed, that's like, that's a huge, that's a huge amount of time. Like if it normally takes four hours to read something and you read it in half the time, two hours, what's mm -hmm. two hours of the course of a year? That's like a math. And we can't yeah. even do the math because that's another one of the exactly. digital challenges. Um, okay. because, but, but that's two, that's, even if you save one hour a day, 365 hours a year. Nine. 40 hour work weeks, how many 40 hour work weeks? Nine. <sighs> two months of productivity we get back wow. to saving one hour a day on something ubiquitous like wow. reading. That's why this book will help you read every other book okay. to save you time. That's so amazing. Digital, digital Deluge. Yep. Number two, digital distraction. Mm. With every ring and ping and, and ding, every app notification, social media alert, it's training our distraction muscles. Mm -hmm. And we are so good at being distracted. That's why so much of my morning routine that's, that people do, like something simple like brushing your teeth with the opposite hand, right? Because it, it engages the opposite side of your brain, which is good for making new connections, neuroplasticity. But it's also good for making you present. You have to focus. Right. It forces you to be in the moment. So it's something you do every day, that little things where you get novelty, where it focuses you to be here as opposed to about everything else, right? And how you do anything is how you do everything. Mm -hmm. So if you wake up first thing in the morning and touch your phone, I think if you should have a to-do list, I think you're not to-do list. Don't touch your phone. Yeah, yeah. don't touch your phone first yeah. hour of the day. It rewires your brain to be distracted mm -hmm. and also it rewires your brain to be reactive. Mm -hmm. I can't stress this enough. When you pick up your phone the first hour of the day, and a lot of people talk about this, and we have videos. My video with Simon Sinek has 20, eight million views wow. on just this thing on Facebook. It literally just says, don't touch your phone because it rewires your brain to be distracted and reactive because you're fighting fires. You're on the defense. Like, why are you gonna check your email and voicemail and it takes you off tangent and you're not even focusing on what's most important, right. like in terms of your win. Our friend, Brendan Burchard says this exactly. And you're like, you have, you have a lot of quotes that you remember, but he says, your inbox is nothing but a convenient organizational system for other people's agenda for your life. Boom. Wow, Brendan Burchard. Your <laughs> inbox is nothing but a convenient organizational system for other people's agenda for your life. So don't don't go on the defense. So don't yes. pick up your phone, because when you wake up, you're in this relaxed state of awareness, you're very suggestible, so you're it's training your distraction and your reaction. You have to be proactive. Wow. You want to be a thermostat, not a thermometer. A thermometer reacts the environment, a thermometer sets the environment. Mm -hmm. So digital distraction, second. Third supervillain that's driven by technology that's that's you know potentially holding you back, digital dementia. Mm -hmm. Digital dementia is where 
our, our phones become an external storage device. It keeps our to-dos, right? It keeps our phone. How many phone numbers did you know growing so up? So a lot growing up, yeah. yeah. How many do you know now? One. Like, is there one person? <laughs> my own. <laughs> it's one, is there somebody you text and call all the time? I know my mom's because I've had to like write it down exactly. as like emergency contact. Exactly. And, yeah. But if you don't, if you don't have your phone with you, or you, your the phone is battery's dead, you can't. Now, here's the thing: nobody wants to memorize 200 phone numbers. No. I don't want to do that. But isn't it concerning that we've lost the ability to remember one, yeah. or a passcode, or a conversation we just had? I believe two of the most costly or words in life. Yeah, in life, our business. I forgot. Every time you say the words, I forgot, you lose credibility, you lose trust, you lose, you, you, you don't show you care about the person, mm. you, lose, you, you lose a sale. I can't tell you how many clients come to me saying, look, I forgot, I called this person by the wrong name and he was so offended that he didn't do the deal with me. I lost a million dollar commission, like, like those kind of things, right? And how are you gonna show somebody you're gonna care for their future, their finances, their health, their family, if you don't care enough just to remember their name? Right, so we do 13, 14 tips on just how to remember wow. people's names. We covered it in the previous yes. episode also yes. as well. Okay. So digital dementia yep. is where it's a real source. I mean, Dr. Daniel Amen has talked about it. Other people have talked about, don't be over-reliant on technology to do everything. Memory is a muscle and it's use it or lose it. That's why I'm such an advocate for mental fitness. I remember I walked into the office one day, I picked up the phone first thing in the morning and a woman's voice was like, I love you, I love you, I love you. I'm like, whoa, who's this? She was like, I found it. She went through our our online memory course, mm-hmm. and she 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 was given a family heirloom a necklace by her grandmother. It didn't go to her mother or her three sisters. It went to her, and she hid it somewhere in her house. She forgot. She forgot, and oh she thought gosh. for three years she thought it was stolen. She felt so much guilt, and she got so much shame from like her family, and she just you know passed on for generations. And after going through this course, and she she woke up at two a.m. in the morning ran down two flights of stairs, went behind the boiler in her basement, pulls out this crevice, the necklace. Wow. And I was like, I didn't teach you a method on how to find lost items in this program. She was like, I don't know what it is, but my focus, I'm just remembering this without even using a method. It's just, she was like, thank you for giving me my brain back. Ooh, she felt like her dementia. brain was 20 wow. years younger because it was fit. And that's what I'm talking about. Mental intelligence is very important. Yeah, facts, figures, foreign languages, you learn how to do that in the methods of the book mental fitness and mental health mm. that, you know that's also very important yeah. where if you're, you're you're physically fit right so so if you're going to go up runyon canyon or wherever if somebody is not physically fit they're going to have to use more effort Struggling. more energy because they're not trained and so if, if you're an athlete you could train you could help them as a coach in two ways you could show them the strategies like how to do a forehand or a backhand or hit a golf ball and you can take them into the gym and optimize their fitness, mm-hmm. you know, their heart rate variability, their 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 foods and everything. Yeah. So get people mentally fit, digital dementia. And finally, okay. the last one that we talk about in the book, digital deduction, right? I always iterate DDD. So mm-hmm. digital deduction is where we're, our phones and our smart devices are doing the thinking for us mm. because it just, it literally, because it's just spoon feeding you. And I'm not just talking about fake news. I'm talking about, algorithms that just give you everything, everything. Yeah. but you don't have to think anymore. And we've lost our thinking abilities to the point where you look at a menu and you're like, I don't even know what to eat because normally an app tells me what to eat or what, right. what to watch next or what to do everything. They're seeing kids, they have lower ability to uh, critical think, critical thinking abilities, analysis ability, mm. reasoning ability because of phones, because our smart devices are making us stupid. Mm. And so in the book to overcome these four digital supervillains, we teach for digital deluge, speed reading, and study, like how to study anything. Whether you're a student or not, students absolutely, technical material will help you overcome digital deluge. 
digital distraction, we do a whole chapter on focus and concentration, mm. literally how to functionally improve focus. Digital uh, dementia, the biggest chapter in the book is memory training, like wow. how to learn languages, sure. how to remember names. And then finally, digital deduction, we do a whole chapter on how to think clearly, how to make good decisions, how to really solve problems, step by step, how to solve problems, how to make good decisions. Mm -hmm. Because as we talked about, you know, your life is the C between the B and the D. How do you make those choices? Mm -hmm. Who taught you how to make choices, right? Like and how to see it from different angles. Right. And so we, we, we teach that to alleviate those. So you can not only catch up, but you could actually get ahead. Mm. And that, that's really the goal. I want to talk for like five more hours, but you guys just need to go get this book. Go get Limitless right now. Upgrade your brain. Learn anything faster and un unlock your exceptional life by Jim Quick. This is a resource that you're going to want to make sure you pick, pick up, buy. Like most of us are champions of buying books, but you want yeah. to take action on because that's how you're going to have to learn faster and really uh, unlearn certain things so you can, or what do you call it, unlimiting? Unlimit, great memory, yeah. Unlimiting, unlimiting things so you can become limitless. Because here's the thing, when you look at the model everyone drew out, when you look at mindset, motivation, and, and methods, where mindset crosses over with motivation, you have inspiration, mm -hmm. right? So there are books on mindset. Yes. One of my favorite books, Mindset by Dr. Carol Dweck. Right. There are books on motivation yeah. and you know, courses on motivation. Where they intersect, you have inspiration. So mm -hmm. I'm gonna give you three eyes, inspiration. Where you have mindset and methods crossover in the Venn diagram, you have the mindset, everything is capable and you deserve it. And you have the methods, you know what to do. So you have ideation, mm -hmm. but without the motivation, you're not gonna do it. Right. And where you have motivation crossover with methods, you're motivated and you know what to do, but you're still in that box because you don't just because you don't know what's possible and you mm -hmm. don't even believe you deserve it maybe and then you're missing the mindset so where that crosses over you have implementation mm -hmm. right three eyes and where all three circles come together you have the fourth eye which is integration mm. integration that's the limitless state because wow. it is who you are you are limitless because you've unraveled yourself you've liberated yourself out of that box because you have the right mindset you have the sustainable motivation, and you know exactly the methods to get the results. I don't know how you remember all this stuff. I was like, is he gonna remember all the different parts of his Venn diagram? It's amazing. Yeah, and, and in the book, actually, we have full like size, like diagrams, color, great, everything man. like that for it. And people, um, and we do something really special right now. And you, I know you're a big proponent and champion for this. Yes. We want people to get a real big experience for so people that want to be able to listen to this because um, it's not out on audio, but yeah. we made a. 10-day program video series for literally one day on each of these aspects. Wow. And we do one day on speed reading, one day on changing your negative beliefs, and we gift it to you when you get the book. Where do they go to get the book so they can Limit, get that? Limitlessbook.com. Limitlessbook.com. And they'll have this program on there. And they'll they have the, all the links to all the Amazon, and then you put the, the, the receipt number in there, and then you'll get immediate access to what I call Quick Start, how to be mentally limitless how to mm. unlock your limitless brain and okay. so we do one day and i coach you for 10 days so when the book shows up you're already speed reading you're already remembering wow. things you're already fixed your your mindset and you know yeah. you deserve all of that get this book for yourself get it for at least three of your friends something you want to see grow and improve in their lives get this for them as well limitlessbook.com to get the bonuses and everything else you're going to be talking yeah. about there this is going to be a game changer for this year and many years to come so make sure you get a few copies of this 
I've been telling you to do this for years. Yes. I'm thank, super thank glad you did because No, I even put you in the acknowledgments when I was saying I know, like I was great, like man. this thank you so much, Lewis, because that, that everybody needs somebody. I, I, I my message to everybody is this. Everybody needs somebody to encourage them, mm -hmm. to challenge them, to support them, to cheer them on. Yeah. And if you haven't found that person yet, I would say be that person for somebody else, Ooh, especially yeah. right now. And especially be that person for yourself. Yes. You know, I challenge everybody because I remember I said that learning it requires action. If you want to learn something, teach it to other people. Mm -hmm. I would challenge everybody to do this action step. Take a screenshot of this episode or this video or of your notes tag Lewis, mm -hmm. tag myself, and post it on Twitter, Instagram, yeah. Facebook, and share your big aha. Just one idea, one away. idea, and I will actually, I'll repost some of my favorites, of course. and I'll actually send the book out to, uh, just to, to someone, a signed copy awesome. of the book, an advanced copy yeah, of the book, of course. just as a, as a thank you. But I would challenge you, if you want to learn something, the best way is to teach it. When you mm -hmm. teach something, you get to learn it twice. Yeah, my girlfriend is, learning English right now. She's really good at English, but she's trying to master it. Yes. I would say she's 70% of the way there. And so she just started teaching me Spanish, but she has to teach English as well to teach Spanish. Wow. So she's learning faster by teaching me Spanish. Even though yeah. she's already fluent in it, she's learning English in the process. We do a whole section in memory on how to remember <laughs> vocabulary words and foreign language words. Wow. Using just even a simple tip, and we go way, way more in detail in the book, I need that. of visualization. We okay. tend to remember things better that we see than what we hear. Yes. So you're much better with faces than you are with names, right? Yes. You see somebody and you say, I remember your face, but I forgot your name. name. You yeah. never go to someone and say the opposite. I, I remember your name, but I forgot your face. <laughs> right. There's a Chinese proverb that goes, what I hear, I forget. What I see, I remember. Mm. What I do, I understand. Mm. What I hear, I forget. I heard the name, I forgot it. What I see, I remember. I saw the face, I remember. Going back to doing things and practice, practice makes progress, right? Mm. Not perfect, but practice makes progress. Yes. But that visualization, sometimes you could hear it. And so, you know, with your girlfriend, you could say the words, but they might lose it. When you see it, it helps you to remember She it. draws it all out on the big whiteboard. Exactly. Yeah. And I would say even visualize it. Even like if you want to learn Spanish, like, um, you know, we were talking about eggs before, whether sure. it's a brain food or not, right? Huevos. If you just use like a Pictionary method where you said, oh, I'm, I'm eight years old, how can, what does that sound like? Like Pictionary, you have to draw it out. Uh -huh. Wave and O's. And so if you just imagine waves with O's in them and you're throwing eggs in them, huevos. Uh -huh. It creates a visualization. Like, like that. Mariposa, like a butterfly. It sounds like me, Mary, posing. And what she posing, imagine you're taking a picture and then all of a sudden a butterfly comes and carries Mary away. Wow. So quick things like that, and obviously we'll be way deeper yes. in the book, help you to be able to learn. Even if you wanted to take English words and turn them into something, mm -hmm. you know, sycophant, sick of ant, or supercilious means arrogant, super silly ass, uh -huh. right? Make a picture. When you make stories like kids, you remember it because you of utilize course. your imagination. Yeah. And imagination, as Einstein said, is more powerful than knowledge. Even music, we talk about music in the in the study section. If you listen to classical music, specifically from an era of Baroque music, like huh. Handel, um, Vivaldi, when you listen to it in the background, it actually puts you into an alpha state. We talk about brainwave states in the book, mm. and it actually helps you go into a meditative state where you learn the language faster uh, because your, your critical mind goes aside. Television puts you into an alpha state. 
meditation puts you in alpha state. And so have you ever tried to talk to, try to talk to somebody when they're watching television, sports or something, and they don't hear you because they're in that alpha trance <laughs> yeah, state? Zone. So you could actually listen to certain music, their breathing techniques put you in alpha state, visualization puts you in alpha state, and you could combine and stack them wow. to learn languages, English or any Spanish. I'm putting classical music else. on, I'm breathing, I'm gonna do it all Space now. Space repetition that we talk about all the I studies. Love this and stuff, makes things man. so much easier. I love this, man. Um, I'm gonna ask you uh, one final question. Sure. I don't know if I asked you this the last time, so I'll ask you now. It's called The Three Truths. Imagine you've written every book you want to write in the world. You've put out millions of pieces of content. You live till a thousand years old, but eventually the brain's got to shut off and you've got to go into the next world, whatever happens next. But you get to leave behind three things you know to be true from all the lessons you've learned that you would share with us. And this is all we would have to remember you by yeah. are these three truths. What would yeah. you say you would want to share with the world? Okay. I would start with responsibility. Um, I tell the story when I took um, Stan Lee to meet Richard Branson for dinner and we're in the car and they wanted to meet each other and I like to connect people and I asked Stan, I was like, you know, you've created some of the best, the most amazing superheroes, my heroes. Who's your favorite? Here's a Spider-Man, right? Right. Now his, so his was Iron Man. And when he asked me who mine was, I said Spider-Man because I, I posted this picture on Instagram, I had a big Spider-Man tie. And when I said Spider-Man, he said, with great power comes- Great responsibility. Yeah, and I, you know, still, I had three brain injuries and, you know, I, I reverse things a lot. And I was like, you're right, with great power comes great responsibility. And the opposite is also true. With great responsibility comes great power. When we take responsibility for something, we have great power to make things better. Mm. And a lot of people think responsibility is something that jails them. But if you don't take responsibility for something, then you can't fix anything. So when you take responsibility for your finances or the state of your relationship and you don't blame, when I talk about mistakes, you know, you, we don't make, you know, we don't make mistakes. Mistakes don't make us. This is the idea here is the second thing I would say is take responsibility so you can fix it. The mm -hmm. second thing I would say is forget about the concerns of others. Make, make your mistakes because here's the thing when you make a mistake, just you are not your mistakes and mistakes don't make you. Mm. The three keys for making a mistake, make them old. O, own that mistake. Don't blame other people, right? You know, apologize if you've hurt someone, you own it. Fix it if you can, right? You own it, you take responsibility. And then the L in old mistakes, learn from that mistake, right? You wanna make sure you learn from it because that's the point of making mistakes. There's no failure, there's only feedback. Mm -hmm. And feedback is the breakfast of superheroes, mm. right? You know, and if failure is not an option, then neither is success. Yeah. Seth, Seth Godin said that. <laughs> failure is not an option, neither is success. Wow. And finally, the D in old, don't repeat it, right? A lot of people, they don't, they, they, if they learn it, they'll repeat it and they start doing the same mistakes over and over again. So I would say take responsibility so you can change things. Don't, um, don't be afraid of making mistakes. Don't mm -hmm. fear other people's opinions because they don't matter at the end as we talked about. And when you're taking our final breaths, it's gonna be how you lived, loved, lived, learned. That's what matters. And then the, the third thing I would say, commit yourself to lifelong learning and mm. learn how to learn. The number one superpower I believe on the planet is uncovering, unlocking the human brain. It is the most powerful mm. tool that you have to fix your life and move forward and study meta-learning. And this book really is a book on learning how to learn anything. Yeah. You know. And so I would say those three things. Well, Love it, man. I'm really grateful for you because you've helped so many people just accelerate their life and learn things that are very challenging and hard for them. You've helped a lot of people 
um, just overcome the fear and anxiety around the struggles of their life. And I think the, the challenges you've faced in your life have given you a superpower to do that for people. And the ability to ask your own self a certain question, right, of how can I make things better? How can I do these things? And listening to other people's questions. I think you said Will, Will Smith was, how do I make this moment even more magical? Because it's already a magical moment. You ask really good questions. And there was a question you asked me at my last book launch. I don't know, I don't know if you remember this. Let's, let's test your memory <laughs> if you did. Maybe you, you might ask me a couple questions, but let's see if you remember one that you asked me. You were in the back of the room at, at uh, Wonderlust. Okay. And you asked a question. Any chance you remember? Okay, I remember a lot of questions <laughs> that I ask you, like, like I ask you. There was a specific question you remember. I'm like not gonna I, put you no, on the no, spot. No, 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 I mean, but, yeah. I, I, remember, I remember a number of those questions. Yeah. I asked you things like how you wanna be remembered. Uh-huh, because I, you we asked a bunch of memory. questions, yeah. yeah. Which one, which one are there you? There was a question you asked me that most people don't ask, and you asked it, and it really was like, you know what? More than your brain, I appreciate it. I appreciate your heart, because yeah. you really come from a powerful place of love as well. Yeah. And I want to acknowledge you for your heart because I think you talk about the brain a lot, you talk about the mind, you talk about learning, memory, but you have a powerful heart and that's a superpower for you as well. You asked about my father. You said, how is your father doing? Mm. Can you tell a story about your father? Because I never really talked about it publicly until I started to you know, write this book and until my last book and then in the documentary, I just had come out recently. We show my father for the first time. No one really ever knew what he, what he was like. And so I want to acknowledge you for that question because mm. most people, you know, ask great questions, but you asked a meaningful question. And it was really powerful, and I still remember it to this day. Because you're the only one that asked about my father on the whole book tour that I had. So Thank I was you. really, really grateful for that. And um, yeah, acknowledge you for your heart, man. You've got a great heart, and your heart is more powerful than your brain, in my opinion. And that's saying a lot. So. Thank you for this book. Again, make sure you guys get the book, Limitless. Um, I'm not sure if I asked you this the last time either, so I'll ask you the final question, which is what is your definition of greatness? Wow. Um, okay. I'm going to iterate really fast because it's my, my thing. Four Gs to greatness. There you and go. And I've learned a lot from you. <laughs> four, four Gs, um, mm-hmm. growth. Yeah. You know, that, that's a, if you don't grow, you're dying. And that's what the meaning of life you got to give, mm-hmm. you know, and you, you, you are, you're a giver yep. and I appreciate you, everything. And even your coaching on, on just a lot of what we did around this book. And I call them grow givers, put those two together. Mm. You grow, so you have more to give mm. because if you're just, you know, go, not go getting here, you're just taking, but yeah. you're just giving, but then you don't have enough to give you martyr, but you grow. So you could give a grow giver. Yeah, that's um, good. And next, next G first, for, for besides growing and giving the next one I would say is grit. Mm-hmm. You know, we go through hard times and difficult times that we're going through right now, especially difficult times, they could define us, they could diminish us, or they could develop us. Mm-hmm. We decide. We're in a cocoon right now, like a butterfly. And while the beauty is in the butterfly, the growth happens in the cocoon. Mm-hmm. And it's in this cocooning time when we could level up our skills, yeah. our competencies, our studies, our discipline, and get really, really great. Yeah. And it's harder in there, but. Grit gives you perseverance, you know, gives you our ability to handle difficulty. That adversity, like we talked about, my adversity was learning, you know, sleeping, public speaking, and they become my advantages. The things I was most ashamed of, Lewis, like, you know, coming to this country and or being born, you know, immigrants or not speaking the language or, you know, not, not be able to learn. And public, those are the things I'm, I'm most proud of right now. Yeah. So it's, it's an interesting that our struggles could be our strengths. Mm-hmm. And if anyone's struggling right now, my heart's with you. 
And um, I would say that people are watching. You know, you inspire people with your grit and grace. And then finally, the last G besides growth and giving and grit, gratitude. Mm -hmm. And you talk about this in every episode practically. You know, I would say that gratitude rewires your brain for positivity, peace of mind, and performance. Gratitude, this thought experiment, try this. What if the only things you had in your life tomorrow were the things you express gratitude for today? What if the only things you had in your life tomorrow wow. were the things you express gratitude for today? That if you truly want to feel wealthy, even in dark times, just, just make a list of all the things you have in your life that money can't buy. Think about all the people, think about your senses, any part of your health. You know, if you want to feel wealthy, that's what you focus on because gratitude, you know, that's greatness for me. Greatness is like, I use the, the analogy of an egg. That if an egg is broken by, we talk about eggs much, <laughs> if an egg is broken by an outside force, life ends. But if it's broken by an inside force, it begins. It begins. Greatness begins from the inside. Wow. And you have greatness inside of you if you're listening to this right now. <laughs> you have genius inside of you. Yeah, and now man. is the time to make that choice to let it out. Boom, my man. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks, Jim. Margaret Fuller said, today a reader, tomorrow a leader. I love this. The more we learn, the more we develop new skills, the more we learn how to learn, the more we activate our brains to remember things and to truly pay attention to the things we care about, we will start to accelerate our learning. We'll become limitless. And this feeling will bring us more confidence in our day-to-day -day life. That's what this is all about. It's time to upgrade your brain. Make sure to check out Jim's new book, limitless you can check it out in the show notes lewishouse.com slash 944 and if you got value out of this i mean i was taking notes i got wisdom nuggets left and right i feel like everything jim said was a viral video if you got value share this on your instagram story and tag me at lewis house and jim quick and share with your friends text a friend uh this link the show notes or you can just copy and paste the link wherever you're listening to this and text someone put it in a whatsapp group chat Facebook, LinkedIn, put it everywhere. We want to help people become more limitless. And you have the power to change someone's life. You have the power to shift someone's direction by sending them this message. You never know what someone will listen to that can change the trajectory of their life. I remember reading The Alchemist back in the day, and it truly unlocked something in me. I remember reading The 4-Hour Workweek. I remember reading The Four Agreements, all these different books. I remember listening to certain episodes on different podcasts that made me shift differently in my finances and my personal health and my relationships. You never know. And you have the power to make a massive impact today by sharing this with one friend that you think would enjoy it. So share it. And if this is your first time here, subscribe to the School of Greatness over on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. And if someone sent you here today, Send them a text back. Send them a video message back. Call them and say, hey, thank you so much for thinking of me and being a caring person in my life. And Frederick Douglass said, once you learn to read, you will be forever free. You know, I'm a fan of reading. I'm a fan of learning and consuming powerful information from the right mentors and teachers. So whether you like to read or you like to learn, both are great. And thank you so much for being here, learning from me, from Jim today. We hope to bring you more value in the future. We've got some incredible episodes in the last few weeks that have come out. If you haven't checked them out, make sure to go back and learn from these. People like Wim Hof have come on. People like Dave Ramsey. All these incredible people. We've got some big episodes coming soon. So subscribe, leave a review, 
and you matter so much to this planet. You just got to believe and put your gifts out into the world one person at a time. You can always make a big difference by doing one act at a time for one person at a time. I love you so very much. And you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great. Saving money on everything for your projects. Now at Menards. We have it all for garden and landscaping essentials. Visit our outdoor garden center today and update your backyard space. Grid accents lattice panels have a timeless design with an innovative design that's simple to install and requires almost no maintenance. Save big on lattice panel options at Menards. View our entire selection of garden center products today on Menards.com. Save big money at At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here you are, BPMs high, sweat dripping, body moving, tongue panting. You're working hard, real hard, and you're thirsty. You need vitamins, nutrients for peak performance and energy. And your plants do too. Aw, I mean, just look at the little guy. Water-soluble plant food from miracle Grow is full of essential nutrients. Just a little scoop into your watering can and boom, instant feeding and bigger, more beautiful plants. It's kind of like a sports drink for your plants. You may have to suffer from heat, but your plants do not. 